Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bash, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. We're your hosts, Harrison Kerrig and Pastor Tim Mullet, and today we'll seek to answer the age-old question, are social justice warriors the only ones who are allowed to be judgmental, or is it okay for Christians to be judgy also? Now, if you're a Christian who has ever pushed back against any of the awful ideas that are being pushed uh, these days, these sort of spirit of the age type ideas, things like abortion, uh, same-sex attraction, transgenderism. If you've ever pushed back against these ideas in any sort of significant way, you've probably experienced at some point in your life uh, someone coming along, responding to the things you've said with the phrase uh, worded something something like, judge not, lest you be judged. Um this is something that I think a lot of Christians experience. I know I've experienced it many times myself, and ultimately we need to be able to have a response against uh, this sort of uh, rebuke or this sort of pushback. We need to understand how exactly should Christians be judging? Should we be judging at all? Uh, what, what honors God the most in these uh, sort of scenarios, these sort of situations? So, Tim, why don't you tell us, uh, are social justice warriors the only ones who are who are allowed to be judgmental, or is it okay for Christians to be judgy also? Yeah, I mean, apparently so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean apparently so. Christians can be judgy. <laughs> well, no, I mean, apparently so. For the first one, at the very least, I mean, it seems like there is definitely, as you uh, look around the world, you observe. Uh, double standard there to where uh, your standard social justice advocate is going to show little to no concern about uh, um, judging uh, certain actions or decisions, whether it's related to things that people are doing in the present or just, you know, being judgmental about uh, the actions of individuals who lived hundreds of years ago. You know, so uh, certainly there's no uh, more judgmental person alive today than your standard social justice warrior who is... Um, you know, running through the sins of, you know, uh, historical figures from a distance, uh, from a distance, not only from a distance, like in terms of uh, 
uh, geographically, but then a temporal distance of hundreds of years, you know, hundred, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, looking back at these individuals and uh, attempting to exercise their goal of canceling all ideas that they hate. So, <laughs> And from know, a perceived moral high ground, too. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, being absolutely morally vindicated in the process of, of, of doing it. So, you know, you, you do have um, certainly... Um, no like pushback against that i mean hardly any pushback against that at all you know on that side of things and so if you are perceived to be on the right side of history whatever that means uh then essentially you know you can do no wrong and uh, everyone will be um you know at the mercy of your righteous and um uh, infallible judgments. So, <laughs> uh, so certainly there's a double standard there as it relates to that and it's difficult to imagine like a group of people who are more judgmental than the standard you know social justice warrior uh, social justice warrior in general uh, but then i mean that being the case you know part of like how you even try to approach this kind of question is to ask yourself well what are we even talking about uh, for instance so like is it a sin in general to be judgmental at all um like, uh, what does that word mean? Like, what, like, how are we using that word? Because it seems that there's a lot uh, of inconsistency as we're actually applying that word. Uh, we, we're told it's something that's pretty bad, right? So we need to avoid, but then one side seems to be <laughs> embracing it, uh, <laughs> you know, with the uh, uh, puritanical uh, kind of judgment associated with your standard, you know, uh, church lady. Uh, you know, so... Uh, uh, stereotype uh, trope there but you know so you, you have to you do have to think through you know what are we even talking about there and is there any context in which a Christian should be judgmental so what is good judgmental what is good bad judgmental but certainly uh, there's a there's certainly a double standard at play that's that's for sure yeah why so why exactly is that double standard there in the first place I mean it it does seem like unbelievers are allowed to basically judge as much as they want, especially if it's Christians who are saying that you shouldn't get an abortion, for example. Yeah, it's a convenient tool, I think, that's used against Christians in particular because you, like, they, are, they have become aware, you know, that Matthew 7, 1 essentially you know, says, Jesus says, judge not lest you be judged. So then it's just um, that that is a club that is wielded in a bit of a sloppy way against Christians. But then, you know, as it relates to their own personal practice. It's not, um, you know, a burden that they've accepted upon themselves. It's just something that's used to tell Christians essentially to shut up. We don't want your morality. We don't want what the Bible has to say. And you're, even your own Bible, you know, at this point is telling you that you're not allowed to talk to us, you know? So <laughs> it's something that's operating um, s somewhat along those lines. And then it does, I mean, it reflects like a significant misunderstanding of what the Bible is saying, period, and then, you know, particularly what Jesus is saying there in Matthew 7, 1. Uh, but then it is like a tool that's being used. But then, you know, when you think about the judgments that are happening uh, on uh, the left uh, side of things, on the leftward side of things, they, they eat their own, you know. So it's probably, it has to be one of the most uh, disturbing kind of groups to be in to where, you know, you, like, with all the righteous indignation that's coming and the canceling power that's associated that way. I mean, you, you're, it's just a matter of time before you're next and you become, you know, uh, the next uh, source of, this, of the 
court of public opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and that's, you know, the left devours its own for sure, and that's the way it works. And so there's, you you, uh, you, play, you live by the, you, you live by the cancellation, you die by it, and that's, <laughs> it's the way it works, you know. And so, um, but, um, you know, yeah, part of the reason why there is that double standard is because you have to think through, well, what is Jesus talking about? And that, I think, we, we know, we've said that at different points. It seems like Matthew 7, 1 is um, America's new favorite Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's maybe, the memory verse, man. <laughs> maybe the only one that they know, you know, like I, they don't even know John three sixteen anymore. They may, that may be the only one. And, you know, it really is just, um, what it is, is it's just a game that's being played that um, the left is basically telling conservatives that it's secularism or else, like it essentially keep your, your morality out of the public square. And that's what Jesus says, mm-hmm. judge not lest you be judged. So, you know, case or sera, live and let live and, you know, just mind your own business and, you know, let us uh, anally rape people if you want to, you know, right. so like, and do whatever we want, you know? So if we want to, um, if we want to kill our babies, we want to, you know, um, do strange things um, with our, um, organs at that point then you know who are you you hateful bigot and shut up and the bible tells you to so that's essentially the tactic right and and it seems like if we were going to you know like for a moment just accept like okay all right you're you're right we shouldn't be judging people you know let's just pretend that's the reality for the second step into bizarro world for a moment right right okay yeah i know it's upside down over here but just Bear with me for a minute. Um, it seems like there's some really, like, if you take that sort of idea to its logical conclusion, it's really not going to make a lot of sense, even <laughs> just as you're reading the Bible. I mean, so number one, uh, if we're saying, all right, judge not, lest you be judged, normally that's being said in a context that's like, uh, at least in my experience, it's been, you know, like, hey, these things are wrong. We as a we as a society should not be doing these things. We shouldn't be killing our babies, for example. And then you know, the the famous memory verse comes out from everybody: "Judge not, lest you be judged." So they're basically saying, like, "Hey, don't come, don't come here saying that we can't kill our babies, or you know, we can't get, uh, we can't, um, you know, disfigure our bodies in the name of." becoming a different gender, right? Uh, you're judging us. Well, if that's the case, wouldn't it Wouldn't it also stand to reason that pastors should basically never teach those Bible verses ever again <laughs> because they're going to end up judging everyone who disagrees with those things, right? Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things that's happening is you have a word that, I mean, the word judge, <laughs> it's a word in, you know, Greek, and it's a word, uh, you know, krino in I mean, there's just several Greek words that are used uh, mm-hmm. in this kind of context, but you have a word that you know has different meanings. Uh, and part of what's happening here is that um, people are playing a game where they just are, are basically playing uh, obtuse with words. So, you know, if, if you can think about um, like a word like trunk and you ask yourself like uh, what usage of the word trunk is being used in a particular sentence one of the things you realize is you just have no idea what that word trunk means if that Mm -hmm. makes sense based on just someone using it Uh, so it it all it entirely depends on the context that you're in because words have multiple usages Uh, that's 
typically the way they work. There's very few words in the English language that only have one meaning that is possible. So like something like trunk, if I were to talk about that, you'd have to figure out, well, what kind of trunk are we talking about? Are we talking about an elephant trunk? Are we talking about a car trunk? Are we talking about a tree trunk? Are we talking about, um, you know, an uh, object used to carry things, right? So mm -hmm. uh, like what, what is the meaning of this word? And it depends on the context. And so even in something like English, so if you look at just the word judge in English, like it, it can mean to form an opinion through careful weighing of evidence, okay? Mm -hmm. So is that what Jesus is talking about? Like don't form any opinions after <laughs> the careful weighing of evidence? Uh, is he talking about uh, to form an uh, estimate or evaluation of, right? So you're judging the, the worth of something in that way, uh, to hold an opinion even, right? That's what the uh, word could judge can mean, just something as basic as holding an opinion. So is that what Jesus is saying? Hold no opinions, lest ye have opinions held about you, right? Um, now, it, it can also mean to sit in judgment or to try, like you're going to judge a case in that way, or to determine or pronounce after in uh, query or uh, uh, deliberation. So you can like make a judgment on a matter, like they judged him guilty. Um, and so, you know, and like you can also, it, it can also be used to describe like the Hebrew judges in the Bible. Like, so like, that's just English, but like we, like, you know, the, these kind of individuals, if you, if you have a word in English that has, you know, at least six different main usages, which people should be able to understand, like you might, uh, you know, it might not be impossible to understand that like the word in Greek, you know, krino can be used in a variety of different ways at that point. And, you know, it's our job to figure out which of those ways is actually being used in this particular um, context, in this particular passage. So, like, that's part of, like, part of what's uh, the, the point there is just to say, you look at the context and you try to figure out, well, what, what are we saying here? What kind of judgment is he prohibiting? And, like, you know, there, there is no way to, like, never form an opinion on any matter. There is, like, there is no way to, like, what do you want? Do you want there to never be like guilty verdicts that are leveled against each uh, individuals in the court, like everyone gets off guilty, uh, innocent because, you know, we're prohibited as Christians from judging, you know, like what do you think that like he's talking about there and you have to think through what he's actually saying and there's a range of options that you pick from and context is going to help you to do that. But it, it is like what you're saying though. If you don't understand that words have different meanings in different contexts, then what you what ends up happening is that anytime a you know a Christian expresses like any number of this like broad range of usages, then they're going to get a slap on the wrist, right? And and what's happening there is just linguistic like ignorance. <laughs> but it's a full. literal Bible bashing, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's what happens. Yeah, if you if you dare to utter an opinion, you know that. Um, like uh, someone on the left doesn't like, then you're going to be called, you know, being judgmental and being, you know, you know, but even like offering, um, like one of the things, you know, um, uh, uh, like even offering criticism of something, you know, is called, is being broad, uh, lumped under this broader cap category of judging. Um, and like, so any negative crit like that, and that's kind of what it reduces to, like if a Christian provides any negative criticism of anything that the pagan wants to do then they're going to be scandalized and shocked because the rules of the game are you must validate me and affirm me and agree with me and you just disagreed and how dare you and the bible tells you to not criticize me ever mm -hmm. right so uh but you know it does like um 
like this isn't rational, this isn't reasonable, this isn't what Jesus is talking about, essentially. Um, so without, I mean, it, you know, we can talk about what the passage means. It's easy, you know, but, right. but you need to start out by, you know, yeah, if you accept that basic obligation that like any number, any one of these, you know, usages in English or Greek, like he means all of them at the same time, you're just, you know, you don't understand how language works at that point. And you're, it basically, it's just, you know, this is not a thoughtful response that people are giving. Mm-hmm. It's just a shut up, I hate you kind of response. Right. You know? Right, yeah, basically. It's like a get-out-of-jail-free card, almost. Um, right, right. But it's not uh, meant to be, like, rational. You know, it's just a power grab. It, right. And that's, you know, that's the thing with social social justice warrior advocates. Is it's all about power grabs. And it doesn't really matter, like, the like the rules like the rules of the discussion like the meaning of words it's just infinitely pliable and it doesn't really matter it's, it all just resolves to them like doing whatever they can do to get their way right and sort of ends justify the means yeah it is it very much and that's um that's what you see like when you're trying to have these kind of discussions and most people most christians don't realize that like they're not um that the other side is not operating in good faith i mean you're not having a reasonable rational discussion about mm-hmm. the appropriate translation of a word in its context it's just essentially a power grab it's essentially just a way of saying shut up bigot you know yeah like the end you know and like and then at that point that you know you have sensitive christians who think well man what about my witness and my testimony <laughs> you know <laughs> oh no my winsomeness <laughs> yeah, my winsomeness you know it's just like you, you have the to world is watching the world is watching right like they may have a bad you know i saw some ridiculous tweet by uh, jared c wilson essentially along those lines that basically saying you know in a world where now um you know christians are essentially uh you know in, it, being encouraged to you know, actually fight for the faith, you know, what does it mean to have a good reputation among outsiders now, you know, as if he said something profound, meaning, you know, if the unbelievers dislike you, you know, like they did Paul, because he started a, you know, riot in every city he went in, then it must be that he's doing something wrong, or, you know, like John the Baptist, who gets beheaded by, you know, uh, uh, Herod, essentially, for calling him an adulterer, it's just like, come on, like, like that, like having a good reputation of among outsiders means that you're the type of individual who is going to speak the truth to them and they're going to know that you're not easily bought and you have integrity and you're going to say things that they hate, you know, but they're going to admire you for having a spine. That's what it means. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean like you're going to tell them all the stuff they want to hear, you know, in order to be faithful, you know? So, but anyways, yeah, it, it, I mean, long story short, it's just um, like it, there's no way logically rationally to approach the meaning of a word in that kind of way is to just load within it any of its broad range of meaning and have a, some sort of categorical denunciation of any and all forms of judgment in any context whatsoever. It's like you're just uh, destroying the way language works at that point. Right. Um, so I want to ask you about this verse and what exactly it means. But before I do that, I want to ask you the, I guess the broader question in that title question or the second question in the title question, which was, is it okay for Christians to be judgy also? Um, (laughs) And I think my understanding normally is, is when they're, when we're using that word judgy, judgy judge you know judgmental (laughs) passing judgment whatever we're typically talking about um uh clarifying what is right and what is wrong according to scripture right calling out the things that are evil 
Well, that's not uh, how we're using it, but that's what they're re- that's what they're using, like applying to us when we're doing that is, uh-huh. is is what you mean, right? Right. So, like, if we're at, if we're engaging in an attempt to clarify, like, uh, moral a position of morality and what the biblical stance is on that, then yeah. you're going to be called judgmental, right? Yeah. yeah. But you're not being judgmental at that, like, in the negative connotation yeah. in that moment. What you're, you're just, doing is just. Like you are, you're having the audacity to tell, you know, Herod, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Right. Right. <laughs> Which should be a normal thing to say. Right. I mean, uh, if it's, if it's immoral, it's immoral. Right. So like, right. it's wrong for men to dress up as women and go into the women's room and, you know, or go into prisons with them and get them pregnant. You know, it's just like yeah. <laughs> Big shock. This is not like rocket science here, right? right? I didn't say anything controversial. I just said something normal. But then, you know, I'm so what's happening is the other side is using that word like uh, in the negative sense of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, judgmental means like of uh, relating to or involving judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's usage number one. So, we all like, like, like a judgmental error at that point. You know, we all like, we all engage in judgment. Uh, but then um, what, uh, like the negative use is like characterized by a tendency to judge harshly. And that's mm-hmm. like, the, like, like when you're called that as a pejorative, like a name calling kind of thing, like you're basically, you're, ju- you're being accused of judging harshly because you're not accepting whatever deviant form of, you know, immorality that is trying to be pushed down your throat. You're basically just, you know, that person who is overreacting. Right. Mm-hmm. And being a prude and like just being a jerk, you know, and like and not being open and accepting by definition. Like so like the opposite of being open, accepting and affirming is judgmental, meaning that you're not open and accepting and affirming. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like in that way, like so the thing is, like Christians should totally like be judgmental as defined by the social justice warrior, right? Say that, say that again? Like a Christian should totally be judgmental as defined by the social justice warrior. Oh, right. Like in the sense of like, hey, I'm going to call out the yeah. evil I see. Yeah. So like it's not lawful for you to do that with that dude, you know? Right. You, you're judgmental. It's like, well, okay, if that word means saying no to your perversion then okay, I guess that's what I am, right? Mm-hmm. I'm judgmental if that's what it means. Like if, like if that's how it's being used, you know, and the meaning of the wor- words are determined by usage, you're using it that way, then I guess that makes me judgmental. But then like, like is that a tendency to judge harshly? No, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a tendency to judge accuracy, accurately. Uh-huh. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So like I think Christians should... Um, you know, there's, I mean, there's even a Bible verse along these lines. Um, uh, uh, John, uh, J- Jesus, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, not that, it, like, you know, the whole New Testament, Old Testament, whatever is from God, but look, uh, you know, do not judge by appearances, John seven twenty four, but judge with right judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so obviously the answer here is Jesus was just contradicting himself. He probably uh, just, he probably just forgot he said that other Judge not, lest you be judged. Right. Uh-huh. That's one option. You know, that's the <laughs> option that an individual might take. Uh, uh-huh. 
like if you don't understand the way words work, you know, so um, uh, if, you know, let's just imagine, for instance, that Jesus were to give a command, you know, never um, under any circumstance, um, you know, put yourself in a trunk or something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, which one is he talking about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, probably the elephant trunk. If I had to guess. <laughs> so, if someone were to make a hat out of an elephant trunk, you know, would that be a clear violation of what he's saying? Well, I mean, it depends on which one he meant, you know. <laughs> like, and so, but that's the way language works. You, you have to figure out which one you're talking about, man. Like, you know, or never, you know, you know, um, never cut off a trunk. What is he talking about? You know, is he talking about the elephant one? Is he talking about the base of a tree? What is he saying? You know. So, and then it might be relevant which one we're saying here mm-hmm. and you know and it is possible that one word can mean multiple things in different contexts and you might want to figure out which one he's using you know so you know um so like that's the point so um yeah but then like to the simplistic minded person you just like you you're basically just ignoring the way language works mm-hmm. <laughs> like in that way like i mean it's kind of embarrassing like when you think about it it's like you know you, you don't realize that like, have you ever read a dictionary before in your life? Like, and that's what you want to say to someone like that is, it's like, have you literally never read a dictionary? Do you not know how they work? Do you not know the language that you speak? And in the the fact is they probably haven't, you know, they probably never looked up a dictionary in their life and realized that each word has more than one usage and that may be news to them. Mm-hmm. And so then when they look at the fact that like at, on the one hand, John seven twenty four, do not judge by appearances, uh, uh, but judge with right judgment. And then Matthew 7, 1, judge not that you be, may not be judged, that like he's using the word in a different sense in each one. So, um, but um, yeah, so. Well, I, you know, going back to that, uh, the passage in Matthew, judge not lest yeah. you be judged. Um, what kind of judgment is Jesus talking about there? Yeah, I mean, it might be just helpful to read it. So, you know, Matthew 7, 1, judge not that you uh, be not judged. And then it says, for with the judgment you pronounced, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. And then it says, why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? And then uh, he says, you hypocrite, you know, you first take out the log out of your own eye, and <laughs> which sounds pretty judgmental, uh, the next part does to me, and then you'll be uh, able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So the whole point there is just to say that Christians should be trying to take the speck out of their brother's eye. They mm-hmm. should be engaging in judgment. Uh, the issue is they shouldn't be engaging in what you might describe as a hypocritical kind of in judge- judgment. So in other words, like we shouldn't be the kind of individuals who are going to basically be fixated on fixing the faults of others without first fixing our own faults. And that's, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really not that complicated uh, to see. And so, I mean, and this is like, this whole thing is explained in the phenomenon of the left devouring the left. I mean, when you look at the left, you have individuals who are literally butchering butchering babies every day. Mm -hmm. And then they have the audacity to look at like, issues in civil war and slavery and basically 
take the high moral ground and think, oh man, like, like these are the worst kind of reprobates imaginable that lived, you know, hundreds of years ago and did things that we're so superior to as they butcher babies, right. cut them up in their mother's womb. Like, and like, that's what this passage is talking about. It's talking about the kind of individual who basically is so fixated on fixing the problems of other people that they can't see their problems that they're experiencing themselves. And then like the issue is not just, hey, Kesara, Sarah, live and let live. Like no one is allowed like to, you know, talk to anyone else about the things they're doing. No, the whole point of the passage is you first, you know, get rid of your own issues so that, so that you will be able to see clearly to help like the other person deal with their right. issues, right? Right. Uh, so but then like the issue though is if you don't do that, like like if you don't deal with your own issues, like you may be able to take someone down, but you're next. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like with the hey, same. Your, your tweets from ten years ago or the next one we're going. Right. Through. Right. But that's the whole point. The whole point is like, you, like, 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 you know, it, this is like a statement of wisdom here. That's just like, hey, judge not, lest you be judged, because you know whatever you standard you hold other people to, they're going to hold you to, and you're going to mm-hmm. be next. Right. That's the point. So you're going to be next. So like the issue is, you better deal with you first before you deal with other people because. Like, you know, you could hold people to a strict standard, a kind of standard that you may never be able to hold yourself to. Right. But you live by that standard, you're going to die by it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and that's what the left is seeing is that like they, like it's very convenient to use these against their political enemies, uh, but then they're also being used against each other. Like they're next on the chopping block and that's Mm -hmm. what's happening. And so what you don't want to do is have a hypocritical, like that's what it's talking about, a hypocritical kind of judgment where... Like you are holding people to unrealistic standards, standards that you don't live up to. And you need to realize that if that's what you're doing, you're next. Like you're you're, like, whatever the standard is, you're next, man. And so like, we're, you know, we're holding like individuals who lived 150 years ago, 170 years ago. Like we look at them as like the worst possible individuals all the while, like failing to see all the problems that we have right now. And history is going to judge us harshly, Mm -hmm. you know, because we, you know, we're, straining a gnat and uh, swallowing a camel and we don't see it you know and that's what this passage is talking about is it's uh it it is the kind of passage that's warning you um uh, you know against uh, the na- uh the nature of passing hypocritical judgment on individuals right so. that, that's really interesting that you bring that up um because i think uh a lot of christians you know you hear a passage like that um, brought up, and I think a lot of Christians, you know, if you're talking about if you're talking about these sort of spirit of the age ideas that we really need to be pushing against because they're utterly, I mean, evil and wicked things. I mean, you know, sixty mil, over sixty million babies dead before they can see the light of day, right? Getting uh, bigger every day. Yeah, and the number is only growing by like a few, like i think 3 maybe 4000 every every single day just in the US um so these are things that we're supposed to be pushing against but then i think you know most christians if you were to say hey judge not lest you be judged i think most christians would would probably say yeah i mean that's fine you know i'm fine with being judged according to the standard that i'm presenting because I don't think that it's okay for babies to be killed or for, you know, a a five-year-old to be told that 
they should be transgender, right? Basically be groomed into being the opposite gender, even though, you know, um, they were born with, you know, all of the body parts, all of the chromosomes that respond to their gender. And so, so I think for most Christians, um, you know, they're fine with, with God coming along and saying, Hey, you know, were you killing, you know, were you trying to kill babies? Did you want to kill babies? No. You know, I, I tried to, I tried to reason with people and help them see the truth. But then on the other end of the spectrum, the, the people who are bringing up this verse in the first place, judge not lest you be judged in Matthew. They're the ones in violation of it. Most of the time, they're the ones who are, who are, uh, judging, you know, for you, know, like you brought up the, uh, like Chattel slavery. Um, but then we're killing 60 million babies, right? I mean, right. you tell me like, those are both awful things, but you tell me which one's worse. It shouldn't be. Well, you know, it shouldn't, uh, it's obviously savory, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, and, those clumps of cells, man, they just like, you know, they didn't have to experience the degradation that came with, you know, slavery as an adult. So it's just, <laughs> keep your priorities straight, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, forgive me. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go put in my 40 lashes after this, uh, <laughs> after the recording. But, I mean, you get, you get the point. I mean, I mean, obviously abortion is worse i mean obviously so many so many people have died um because of this but then but then you know it's like i said towards the beginning of the of the podcast they're essentially looking at history from a a perceived moral high ground it's not an actual moral high ground uh because uh if anything we are so much worse than our ancestors before us i mean i think I think if if Hitler knew the he things have that that we have done, yeah, oh, it would have made him blush big time, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, that's not to say that what he did wasn't evil; it absolutely was. But but then we as Christians, we can say that. I don't think the SJW can say that because because they're advocating for something that has far outdone Hitler. I mean, ten times over at least, you know. So so that's really interesting that you bring that up. I. I guess I would ask you, is that a response that we should have towards um, anyone who, you know, starts starts talking about, hey, quit judging people, you 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 hypocrite Christian. Should should our response just be like, I don't think you actually understand that passage at all? Well, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, you're using uh, word these words, but I don't think it means what you think it means, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you keep using that word <laughs> you know go full uh Inigo montoya uh, what, <laughs> right. you know but yeah i mean sure like i i don't um like you, you do have to get into some sort of you know semantic discussion about the meaning of words at that point and it's um like there's no way to there's no way to avoid it like what do you think what kind of what usage is he talking about there what do you think he's saying and I mean, they have no idea. It's just a club, you know. So right. that's, that's the point. It's just a club, but it like that word doesn't mean what you think it means in that kind of context, right? Uh, so you might want to show a little bit more li- linguistic sophistication than that, right? Uh, at the very least. But uh, sure, I mean, I, I do. You know, I there is a you know, I I do think it's worth pointing out the inconsistency there. Uh, 
you know, and I don't know that you'll persuade anyone that way, but at the very least, it's good to edify the saints by letting them know the game that's being run on them. Mm-hmm. So there is a game that's being run on you by a group of people who are fiercely judgmental and, um, you know, out of control judgmental. Like they're the people Jesus is talking about in that way. Like they're, they're you know, doing it like you know, way worse than, you know, any Christian could possibly even imagine doing it, you know, at that point. Right, yeah, they're yeah. they're the ones in violation. Much I mean, I'm, more about, I'm about to say that, yeah, I'm about to say that you know Christians can't violate that principle too. We often Absolutely. violate that principle, but then like what the point though is just that the left has given themselves over to that very thing in a way that has no ability to push back against it. So like it's one thing, you know, like I'm sure that there'll be plenty of times where I, you know, violate. Matthew seven one over the course of my life, but I do at least have a goal to not. And I <laughs> <Right. okay. laughs> like, and there's like reasoning with me. Like if I if I am being judgmental in the moment, like and not just like I said something I don't like. Like if if there is like an area of hypocrisy in my life where I'm like uh, overlooking like you know a kind of sin that I'm very harsh about with you, then you know I'm open to hearing about it because I don't I don't. I do need to get the speck out of my, or right. the log out of my eye before I get the speck out of your eye. And, you know, it might be that I'm disqualified for helping you know, individuals deal with certain sins if I'm not willing to do them the same. And if, and if that's what we're talking about is like, you know, how can you talk to me about my issue when your issue is 10 times bigger? Uh, like that's a fair, fair comment and a fair question to have. And it's a standard that I hold myself to, but like on the left, they're not holding themselves to that at all. Right. Like at all, you know. And so, but then that should cause you to think like, like at the very least as a Christian, why are we so concerned about being called this word by people who have no breaks on their judgmentalism? You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I can, are they the best like judges of, <laughs> no pun intended, are they the best judges of like, what is a violation of a passage they've literally never read before? Right. And I can't tell you the context about and have no idea what Jesus is even saying there and can't explain the details to you at all. So like they just, they don't know what they're saying. They're just throwing that out there and they have no idea what they're saying. And it basically just amounts to shut up, you know? So yeah, just shut up, you know, quit talking. And that's about the extent of the engagement that you're getting. But, you know, I think it's fair to point out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you pretty much just have to keep reading in the passage just to see that it, it's not actually a never judge or you're in any go, way. Yeah. 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 Or, or you're going to go to hell, you Christian. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, there's a hypocritical kind of judgment that a Christian should avoid, but right. That's yeah. different than just, you know, a blanket condemnation against any and all forms of any and all usages of the word judge. Yeah. Period. You know, you should and, understand that. And I think that brings up another important question though. Um, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I said uh, our desire as Christians is to glorify God, and part of how we do that is by seeking to obey His commands, right? And so, um, we've been talking about this passage that does indicate there there is a time when it is inappropriate for a Christian to judge another person, right? And and that time is when you are. Um, you are in violation of the same thing that you're condemning, um, and not only that, but you're con- you're 
I mean, essentially what you're doing at that point is you're treating someone else harsher than you're actually treating yourself. You're showing um, partiality towards yourself, right? And yep. So, so we shouldn't judge in that, in that kind of in that kind of scenario. And if we do, then we're in violation of well, God's word. Well, we should word. judge. Well, we should judge. We just should deal with our own. We should judge ourselves first. <laughs> judge right? ourselves first, then deal with them. You know, we, so. We should view our sin ten times bigger. Yeah, than I mean that should be a catalyst to help you to judge better. You know, like that's right. the point. Like the point is, it's just like if I, um, you know, if I have an issue right now that I'm just totally mastered by, and I look at you, and like the issue is like we have eyes that like point one direction, and they don't point at us; they point towards others. Like anatomically, that's the way it works. So like we can literally see the sins of other people much more clearly then we can see our own just because of the way our body works, like the way our mm -hmm. eyes work. Uh, so, you know, how often have you been married and you look at your wife, like making like some kind of facial expression at you that you detest, you know, only to be totally blind to the same facial expressions that you're making probably even worse, you know? <laughs> right, right. You know, but like the, the issue though is just like, yes, she needs to stop like, you know, looking at you like that, but you need to stop looking at her like that. And it's not so easy, right? Right, and so what that should cause you to do is say, like, I should be more circumspect in how I'm, you know, allowing myself to be scandalized by your facial expressions. Like, meaning I should, you know, because I can't see my own, and I'm sure that like they're not always wonderful, right? Right. So, so, but then the the issue though, you know, is like d deal with yourself first, so that you can see clearly. And if you like manage like you know like if you're a person who's characterized by annoyance and irritation all the time and like you're not going to be able to help someone deal with their irritation when you're like a frustrated mess all the time right mm -hmm. no but then the issue though is like if you deal with the frustration and the irritation like you can help them like you really can you know because you know how to get from a to b right right you've been through it <laughs> yeah you know so um it, it like and like you, you know how you know how hard it is to overcome. You know how to get there. You know, I mean, I would say a lot of people aren't even trying to fix that kind of stuff. But like, if you do learn to get rid of like the irritation and the frustration and the annoyance in your life, you can help someone. Like at that point, like mm -hmm. deal with it. I mean, if they want to, like if they want to be helped, but like you're in the best spot to be able to help them. Like, what's the next step here? You know, uh, for sure. Right now. The question that that kind of leads me to is, um, so we see that that is an example of a time when it, it is inappropriate for a Christian to uh, be judging other people. They need to, if they're in violation of a, of some sin, they need same to, one, yeah. They they need to uh, focus on themselves first and and pursue repentance for themselves before they really start, right. you know, focusing in on hyper. Well, yeah, it does no good everyone. to like. Yeah, I mean, if I'm like, in, you know, uh, you know, duct taping my wife to a chair and willing her into the Planned Parenthood each week, you know, to get rid of the, get the new abortion going, then I'm really definitely not in any kind of situation to go on some anti-abortion crusade, for, you know, for sure. Right. Now, are there other uh, times when it would be inappropriate for a Christian uh, to cast any sort of judgment in the in the sense that we're we're discussing it tonight uh similar to that scenario where you know you were in violation of the same sin you're calling out 
like are there other instances where yeah um, like that we should be uh cautious in like how we're judging essentially yeah beyond just like hey i'm in violation of the same sin that i'm i'm calling out yeah i, I mean I, I think um let's see um uh like there is a discussion in the bible about like christians not like judging the world um in a certain so like you have to talk through like those kind of passages in general so uh, paul talks about for what have i to do with judging outsiders is is not those inside the church uh whom you are to judge god judges uh those outside purge the evil person from among you so there is a type of judgment that's appropriate to the Christian. There's a type of judgment that's appropriate to the non-Christian. There is that kind of hypocritical uh, judgment that uh, we're talking about as far as that goes. Uh, So that, I mean, that's another passage that you want to think through. Uh, You know, the, the base, you know, I don't know if there's, there's like probably the main meaning of the word judge is like to make a selection between two options. Right. So just like, you're talking about just general preferences at that point, <laughs> okay? So, like in that way, like general, like we're like making preference, like judgments, like you know, I'm gonna make a judgment between going to, you know, Taco Bell or McDonald's, right? Judge not, lest you be judged, Tim. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, that's typically neutral. But I mean, like, if you're like the Bible says, like, lo- uh, you know, look not to your own interests, but the interests of others. If you're a person who's just like exceedingly picky, you know, and you're imposing all of your selections or preferences on everyone else. And like, that could be a way that you're like, uh, judging wrongly. Right. Uh, in that way, um, like passing judgment upon, uh, the lives and actions of other people. Uh, like there are times where you can be quick to pass judgment, meaning you assume the worst about individuals uh, you assume the worst about their motives on the basis of very little information, um, you know, and that's kind of the, the kind of thing that happens every time there's a police shooting with uh, predictable colors involved. You mm-hmm. know, everyone basically rush, rushes to judgment and in a way that is devoid of facts, right? Um, that so that would be like uh, judging motives, judging heart, uh, judging a matter before you hear. Uh, all those things would be negative. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, like, the Bible says the first to plead their case seems right until another one comes along to examine them. Like the Me Too movement basically says, if a woman makes an accusation, you believe her no matter what. And I can't tell right. you how many times you hear the other side of the story and it gives you a different perspective about what's going on. So, that you know, there's like that kind of uh, passing judgment on someone, right? Uh, that would be a negative thing. There's like a negative judge- passing judgment that you might describe as like... Um, to where, um, you know, someone, you know, watches a movie that you think is um, unlawful for a Christian to watch, uh, and basically you consign them to the pit of hell or something, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> like, and it may be that, you know, it's reflective of their spiritual state, but, you know, like, there's, like, um, there is, there are Bible verses, like, who are you to judge another man's servant? And, like, you know, the like, ultimate, in like, final judgment, mm-hmm. like, they're is like something that um, is extended to God. Now you have a church discipline process that helps us to make measured judgments along those lines, but then just to circumvent that and just go straight to the, you're, you know, obviously an unbeliever because you, 
you know, did this thing, I didn't think you should do, then like that maybe a, a violation of different passages at that point. Um, but, you know, it, that word can also mean come to a conclusion after a cognitive process, reach a decision. We do that all the time, man. Like you can come, you can come to wrong judgments like about situations, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you can come to right like judgment. So it's just like the process of making judgments in general is like, you can do it poorly. You can do it well. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can be on a court case, um, and you know, let the murderer go off scot-free cause you, uh, like his skin color, you know? Right. Like, and that would be like unjust judgment at that point. So there's a variety of ways you can judge unjustly. But then, like, I think overall, you know, like the issue is what Jesus says is uh, uh, essentially John seven twenty four: do not judge by appearance, but judge with right judgment. So there's like, I think just trying to simplify all that, there's right judgment and there's wrong judgment, right? Mm-hmm. And what we want to do is come to right judgments in the right, right. way, in the right context with the right information. Uh, yeah. Instead um, of just avoiding the process. You know, something something that I've come to realize um, as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm not really old yet, but as I've <laughs> matured at least a little bit, um, I used to, whenever these big kind of like shootings or um, any sort of like crime that was kind of in the public's eye, uh-huh. that happened in, in the public eye or whatever. I I was always very, very quick to immediately form my opinion on what yeah. happened. Um, and I think now, especially after the last few years, some of the different incidences that, that have gone down, I think I've come to realize that there really is a lot of wisdom and just saying, like, when people people ask me, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? There, I think there is actually a lot of wisdom in just saying, Hey, I really don't know yet. Right. You know, like this happened a day ago. I haven't been able to really read a ton about it. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of evidence and, you know, testimonies that come out in the coming weeks. I kind of just want to, I kind of just want to wait and <laughs> just see what everybody says. And then I'm going to, I'll form a, you know, stronger opinion, hopefully, assuming that there's enough there uh, to even make me comfortable to form an opinion on it all, right? And, yep. and I really do think there is a lot of wisdom in that because when you when you jump to those conclusions and you start passing judgment without all of the facts, uh, you or at really least a sufficient amount to. Like enough, you know, yeah. enough, enough facts. To, I mean, like, you have so little information and we've seen like how individuals can just take very few facts and paint them in a certain light and right. run with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was something like the Jarek Chauvin trial case. Like, I mean, that was a lot more complicated, a lot more complicated than what the original clips made it out to be without oh, weighing absolutely. in on that. I mean, like when you, you know, when you hear, like, when you only see, you know, the the narrative that's being pushed the whole entire time, and then, you know, at the very end, they show you the body cam footage at the very beginning. It's like, whoa, this is, this guy's been saying he can't breathe the whole entire time, right? Right, like, right. This is very different than what you thought was happening, and, you know, w- without weighing in on it, it's just like, my goodness, we, 
we're so quick and, and everyone encourages you to be so quick. And it's just like, it, not only are they encouraging you, it's just like silence is violence. And you know, <laughs> right. Right. Like say her name and you know, whatever, say his name. And like, it's just like, Hey man, like, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. And all I got was five seconds, you know, of a clip. <laughs> yeah. And there seems like there might be relevant facts and maybe, maybe, or maybe not, you know, but maybe we should give it some time and um, not, you know, but then, you know, curiously, like there's never any retractions, right? Mm-hmm. So those demanding you accept, accept whatever, you know, that narrative is, they never come back and say, hey, hey you know what? I was, I was quick to jump to conclusions that weren't mm-hmm. justified in this moment and I was wrong and I slandered someone and maligned someone who was part of like a process that was basically a can- creating a kangaroo court and lynch mob kind of mentality. It's never that. It's just like, well, if it wasn't this one, it's, it happens all the time anyways. And, right. You know, like, uh, if that, you know, if that, it mostly it's just silence at that point, you know? Right. But Yeah, and, and you know, the thing is, I don't think, I think, you know, so that person who is will, who is willing to pass judgment very quickly without any sort of substantial uh, evidence or facts to really back it up beyond just the initial story that breaks. Uh, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that that same person, if they were the next week to be put in a similarly, you know, um, compromising position where perhaps they, you know, they didn't do anything bad, but it looked like they did something bad. They would be pleading with everyone, you know, to, be patient and examine all the all of the facts they 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 would feel totally unjustified um or or you know completely like taken advantage of or not treated well, fairly but if, that's the point you know that's the point right. of Math- matthew is just, right like right. you're next you know if yeah, you engage yeah. in that kind of process like if you judge like you know quickly like you know the same standard that you know you're using it's going to be used against you and it is you know and that's what's happening with the left it is over and over again like uh, they created a monster that is going to turn to eat them, and it has been eating them. Right, and so so that serves as a warning towards them. You know, hey, don't judge this too quickly, because you would not want people to judge you too quickly if this were you, right? right. Um. So so I think that is a um a pretty stark warning towards them, uh, and hopefully some people hear us hear us saying that and they realize it and they they realize maybe there is actually some truth to the things we're saying um right uh one thing i wanted to ask you as well and and i don't know if it's necessarily like a question but or or more of a observation and just kind of hear what you have to say about it as well but uh it seems so going back to people bringing up hey judge not lest you be judged um uh, we've already talked about what that means we've already talked about i mean just you know read a few sentences more into the passage and you'll see that it's not actually outright condemning judgment but beyond just that i mean if you look at jesus's life wasn't it full of judgment oh sure towards other people like he, he and everyone and you know everyone when you're reading the bible you love it when jesus is is piling on the pharisees and the sadducees right you right. you love you love hearing them you know like 
just give it to them, right? Or right. uh and, and the same thing for Paul. I mean, Paul he calls people out by name in letters that would have been circulated to, you know, multiple churches, right? Um okay. so it seems like they're all sort of passing it seems like judgment is essentially Mm -hmm. uh, a part of the christian life well yeah i mean in one way shape or form like you know judgment is inescapable like uh depending on what we mean by that so if you're talking about just like a simple process of making decisions deciding between one thing and another deciding like like so you can have judgment in the formal sense of like you're judging you're presiding as a judge over a case like in a courtroom you can have judgment in an informal sense meaning you're selecting between various choices like you know so that this is a word that just has a very broad meaning you know so jesus like he says to the pharisees what you know why do you not judge for yourself what is right <laughs> okay <laughs> like uh you know so uh uh jesus says if i do judge my judgment is true for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know. So over and over again, like uh, you know, Jesus has come like concerning judgment for the ruler of the world is judged. Uh, you know, like you should, you, 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 yeah, he should be judged by his own law. You know, like you know, over and over again, like you just like there's just like the idea of judgment is just a very broad idea, and like you have to, like you can't just eliminate any and all forms of judgment whatsoever mm -hmm. or else you basically just have no mechanism for deciding the difference between right and wrong and that's what judgment right. is it's like trying to figure out the difference between right and wrong uh, so you know like i don't know how that would work because like the left really does want us to judge things they want us to judge according to their standard and like that's the issue it's like what is the right standard that we're judging by right because judgment is inescapable so like you know no like it's like <laughs> You know, the pedophile rapes someone, and it's like, well, who am I to judge, right? Well, no. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know the white person says something racist, you know, and it's like, well, who am I to judge, you know? The Bible says judge not. It's like, no, you better judge. You, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the issue is not whether or not we should judge, it's what's the standard we use. I mean, justice yeah. is in their name. Right. How do you, how do you get justice without judging? Right. I mean, that's the whole point. So, like, in order for anything to be just, you have to judge. Like, that. Like you have to judge right and wrong that's the way it works right so like the issue is like what is the standard we use for judgment you know for the pagan it's like you're uh, it's inappropriate in their minds for christians to use the bible but if you don't use the bible then what is it like there is no standard that's the point so it's either bible or nothing like what do you, what do you want common consensus well that changes over time so you know like common consensus at the time of the holocaust was that like in germany was that you know jews were subhuman and deserved yeah. uh, the final solution so what do you do so, like, the issue is, like, everyone has to judge, and, like, the issue is, what's the standard? Like, what's the protocol, right? Like, what's the right standard for judgment? What's the right protocol for judgment? And what's, like, the right, um, uh, like, when do you have enough information to make uh, inappropriate judgment, judgment along those lines? And, you know, who do you have authority to judge? Like, so, like, the issue is not, like, judgment's inescapable. It's just a matter of, like, how do we do it correctly, Right, uh, um, and there are ways to do it poorly, and there's ways to do it right, and that's why Jesus basically tells us, you know, uh, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Could you imagine? I was thinking, I was thinking about this. Could you imagine the parent that their their child, you know, does something at school wrong, and they get, you know, the parent comes to the office to talk to the principal, and and, 
and the principal's saying, hey, you know, your son did this and this and hit a kid and whatever else. And the parent's response is, hey, look, judge not lest you be judged. <laughs> like, if it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make, I some, mean, of them, some of them might go there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have, I have interacted You're telling me you've never been, you've never been a kid and, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, just I, sneak into a bathroom with a girl and do weird things. I mean, cool, man. I, I definitely have interacted with some parents who are like that. But um, uh, okay. Another question um that I really want to I really want to uh, hear you. You taught you brought it up. You mentioned it, but I wanted I want to hear a little more about it. So you mentioned this idea that um I that Paul you know he says hey. I think it's Paul. I could be mistaken. Talking about First um, Corinthians five. What do I have to do with judging outsiders? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul. Um, I guess if you're guessing anything in the New Testament, Paul is a safe bet for having <laughs> written it. But um, uh, only a few options there. Yeah. So um, he's making a distinction between judging those inside the church as opposed to those outside of the church, right? Right. So. So could you just kind of explain, uh, the, I guess, the difference there? Like, is that supposed to mean that somehow now we can't, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like judge these things that the world is saying should be uh, legal and are right? Um, they they are good things to do. Should Does that mean that we're all of a sudden supposed to not push back against those things? Because... How el- you know? How could you ever expect someone outside of the church to ever adhere to, like what God has commanded? Um, yeah. Yeah, or does that mean of, something else? Yeah, it's just one of those like s- situations where um, you know Christians would do themselves well if any time they like are trying to discuss like a verse, they would first step read the context. You know. Okay. So, and I'm I'm not like so sometimes like you know Christians will do the you know you're taking that out of context dodge where like essentially like anything the a passage is saying they don't like they're just say like in some flippant way you're taking that out of context therefore like meaning like don't ever try to hold me to anything the Bible says right if I don't like it if yeah. I don't like it yeah but I mean like you should like one of the things I learned like very early in my Christian life was just whenever there's a passage under dispute I would just go and read it and so. Uh, you know, let's just like read First Corinthians uh, five nine, and so I'm gonna read like the verse you're talking about is five twelve, but I'm gonna read nine through thirteen, and we can put in a little bit of context here, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, "I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people." He says, "Okay," and he says, "Not at all," meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy and the swindlers or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. But I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. And then he says, For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Uh, Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside, purge the evil from among you. Okay? So... Okay. What, what we're talking about here is like we're talking about the idea of associating with certain individuals. And the context of the association that Paul has in mind is like what you might describe as church membership. Like, so, like, this is a discussion about church membership. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So like if anyone bears the name of a brother and he's like sexually immoral or greedy or a swindler or a dowager, Paul is saying you don't associate them, meaning you kick them out of church membership. Okay? Yeah. So the kind of judgment that he has in mind there is the kind of judgment where you judge you are walking inconsistently with what it means to be a Christian. Therefore, we are going to no longer associate you, meaning we're going to consider you a Gentile or a tax collector, meaning we're going to consider you an unbeliever at that point, right? So we're not going to, you're bearing the name of a brother, you're walking as a pagan, and we're not going to eat with you, we're going to abstain from normal fellowship with you, and we're not going to identify you as, you know, that beloved Christian brother there. We're going to treat you like a Gentile or tax collector. We're going to remove you from our church membership. We're going to separate ourselves from you. So that's the kind of judgment that he has in mind. He has a kind of judgment that says, we're judging you to be uh, acting like a non-believer and we're judging your actions to basically be um, dishonoring to the Lord, bringing shame to his name. So we're going to remove ourselves from like, a normal Christian fellowship with you in order that that might be a means of bringing you to repentance. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of, like that's the kind of judgment that Paul has in mind, like the kind of judgment where basically you're saying, I'm not going to associate with you. But he says, you don't do that to an unbeliever. Like meaning you don't like refuse to have a meal with an unbeliever because they're your mission field. Right. Right. So believers by definition are going to be sexually immoral, greedy, swindlers, idolater. And basically, like, if you were to have, like, hold them to that standard of fellowship. Unbelievers, you mean? Yeah, unbelievers. Like, if you were to hold them to a standard of fellowship that essentially says, I refuse to ever talk to you or associate you, you would not do the Great Commission at that point. So, it's just a different matter. What it means is just, like, you're the mission field. And because you're the mission field, what that means is I'm going to engage you for the sake of evangelizing you. That's my goal. But like at that point, like everyone knows, like I'm having dinner with an unbeliever in order to like all Christians know, like me having like this dinner with this unbeliever is a means of me trying to win them to Jesus. This is not a means of me saying their sin is okay. Right, they're a brother or something. Right like that. now, if I'm doing that with a brother who's you know, uh, you know. <sighs> characterized by sexual immorality you know greedy or swindler you know like if i like you know that guy who's like robbing everyone in our church he's going into their homes every night and stealing it and i'm just like having them over and we're best buds you know and he's a fellow church member like they're gonna think like that i'm supporting of what he's doing at that point mm-hmm. and then they're gonna think that like, like christ's name will be dishonored in that way so like you have a different standard of association uh, like that's the issue. You have a different standard of association with believers as you do with unbelievers. Right. Uh, now, like that doesn't mean that, you know, like your best friends should be just sexually immoral people, you know, pagan swindlers, you know, greedy, like the, you know, proverb still applies that, you know, bad company corrupts good morals, you know? So like if all your best friends in life are just, you know, foul mouth, dirty people who are, you know, like there's something wrong with you, Right. <laughs> like in general, like you're rejecting wisdom at that point. Like right. you're like like. The, but the issue though is like so, and this is what people often like confuse. Like Jesus was a friend of sinners, like meaning like he went and had a meal with them once or twice and called them to repentance until they hated him and wanted to never see him again. Right. Mm-hmm. But it didn't mean that like he was like hang out buddies, watch Game of Thrones the entire you know however many seasons there was with them in order to win them over as they watched filth together, right? That wasn't his plan. 
But I mean, at the same time, it's just like, like if you think, all right, well, you're a pagan, you're watching all this crap. I'm never going to talk to you, to you. That's like, you're missing the point. Right. Right. So the kind of judgment there in that they have in mind is that like this, uh, handing an individual over to Satan, refraining from normal Christian association with him. You don't do that with an unbeliever like that. Right. But that says nothing about like trying to impose your morality on unbelievers in the world. And that's what that verse is often used as support of, which is just totally missing the point. Like the point is like, we all have to have some standard that we're judging by. Mm -hmm. So if it's not the Bible, what is it? Like, how do we determine right from wrong if it's not the Bible? Like, so like the issue is like, meaning like, you know, yeah, I'm certainly going to hold like unbelievers to the standard of not killing me and not killing my wife Mm -hmm. and not raping me and not raping my children and my wife. Like, certainly I'm going to hold them to standards and they can't cop out and say, well, you know, what do we have to do with judging, you know, unbelievers? You know, it's like, okay, you know, but Lot, you know, um, well, you know, we'll use a different example than <laughs> Lot's complicated. <laughs> but he certainly wouldn't let, at the very least, he wouldn't let him rape the angels, you know, so, <laughs> like, oh, goodness, uh, backfire. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, leave that one alone. But, uh, no, I mean, like, the point, though, it, it, the point, point is just to say that, like, like certainly, um, you know, Lot, even in that scenario, you know, men, why are you, be, men of Sodom, why are you behaving so wickedly? Like, he's, right. like, you, you know, you can't, you know, rape the angels, you know, for sure. John the John the Baptist expected uh, King Herod to, um, yep, you know, not sleep with his brother's wife, right? So right, right, yeah, and, and, and you know what he he might go and like have that discussion with him to tell him it, you know, like he might eat with him, like you know, so the the, the text says you don't even eat with such a person. Well, he probably went and ate with him and told him that, and mm-hmm. then he got his head rem- thrown into prison and his head removed, you know. Right. So, like the issue though is like no one would understand that to be an act of Paul, you know, uh, uh, or of uh, John the Baptist compromising. Like that's like like the issue is he's trying to win him, right? Right. Right. And he, you know lost his head in the process right <laughs> didn't so, work out too yeah. well for him but you're right yeah so that's that's the point but yeah. okay okay uh well i think that's all the questions i have tim um uh, is there anything that you wanted to say that maybe we didn't cover or if you just want to recap whatever you know yeah no um yeah no i, I there's a i think if i'm just trying to summarize what we said like at that point there certainly is a type of um, there's a lot of errors in judgment that a Christian can make. So we can judge in a good way and we can judge in a bad way. Uh, and we tried to walk through some of those um, as it relates to this discussion in general. So there's not just like, you just have to realize that, you know, as you're reading through the Bible, words don't have one meaning hardly ever. You know, there's like almost, you know, there's very few cases of, you know, either words in Greek or Hebrew or English that only have one meaning. Like, I, if you could find some, I would be interested in understanding what those actually are. Maybe like the words that are very, very long or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but for the most part, like a, most words have a variety of meaning. And so as you're, you know, you read through the Bible and you come across a word like judge, what you have to do if you want to understand like a biblical perspective of judging is you're going to look up every use of the word judge, you know, in the Bible. And I mean, there's several hundred, you know, that like, you know, some positive, some negative. 
And what you're going to do is you're, you're going to have to like come up with some sort of theology of judging from the Bible, meaning like what are good judgments in the Bible, what are bad judgments in the Bible. And you can make you know two columns in a notebook and you know make a list of all the bad kind of judgments in the Bible. And then you can make another column that talks about all the good judgments in the Bible. And this isn't mean that the Bible is contradicting itself. It just means that like this is the way that language works and this is the way that Bible study works. Like that like words have different meanings. And um so um like even even like something like killing, you know? Like and this is like you can look up a word like thou you know, thou shalt not kill, you know, and it's like, well, what is the Bible describe capital punishment? Isn't it a contradiction? It's like, no man, like this you're just dealing with a word that has different usages and this isn't mm-hmm. really complicated. And maybe read a dictionary. You know, once in your life, and you'll realize it's not like this is the way that language works. Like that, it's not hard. You know, this is not like this. This is just like basic. You know, understanding one hundred and one. Right? I mean, you can do something like that with hate. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is like? Should Christians hate or not, or love? Right? Well, it's like, uh, what's the object, man? You know? Yeah. Like, like we're to hate, you know, do not love the world or the things of the world. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, like, uh, and so like, what, what are we talking about? Like, like, you know, what kind of love are we called to? Like we're called to love certain things. We're called to hate certain things. You know, it's just like, what you want to do is you want to read through the whole thing and figure out like, what kind of things should we love? What kind of things should we hate? And go from there, right? And so, but that's just the way that this, these things work. And like, there's not like, um, um, and, and like, that's just the way language works in general. Is right. that in and, and anyone who doesn't understand that just really needs to get out more, quit watching so much mov- movies and shows, and maybe read a few books and maybe pull a dictionary out, you know, for the first time in their life, and they'll, <laughs> they'll see. You know? Like it's that's just the way wor- language works, man. You know, right? So, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that like the like a good study that you can engage yourself in, and you know, I've done this numerous times, is just to just look through the Bible and see what are the thing like what is the right way to judge and what is the wrong way to judge, and you can, you know, there's answers on both sides, and it's it really isn't that hard. It's just it does take some effort, you know, uh, so just a little bit of effort that might pry you away from your entertainment for a few minutes to you know figure it out. Purely unthinkable. Yep. Scandalous. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, well, okay. Thank you, Tim. I, I think um, I'm really encouraged by this conversation, uh, and hopefully you guys listening are as well, uh, because uh, for me, it's exciting to know that um, for the people who have listened to this episode, hopefully they're going to uh, take away this idea that um, when, when people – when you're discussing things that the world loves and um, you're, you're calling them what they are, which is evil. um, And then people's response to you is to say, Hey, you better not start judging. Uh, I'm excited to know that there are hopefully going to be people who listen to this, who will now have a way to respond clearly. uh, Because like we said, it's sort of like a, just a, a get out of jail free card that they're using it's like a big club that they're trying to beat you over the head with to get you to just shut up and and stop calling their their stuff evil um so i'm excited to know that hopefully there are some people who will be able to respond uh 
to those types of accusations, you know, judgment and be able to say, Hey, you know what? No, the, the Bible does tell us that we're supposed to judge, you know, even in the passage you're referencing, it tells us that we're supposed to judge. So, so I'm really, I'm really encouraged by that. Um, and, and like I said, but then, like I said, you know, we do still need to take judgment very seriously as Christians, because there are plenty of, there are plenty of, um, uh, you know, times that we should not judge that it would be inappropriate for us to judge and and so hopefully christians take away from this um the importance of judgment but then also the this idea that we do need to be careful and we do need to be uh we we need to like think through the things that we're saying and and the judgments that we're casting you know and not just not just throw them out willy-nilly like uh, unbelievers do. So hopefully this has been an encouraging episode for you. We want to take this time and, and just thank you guys again for all of your support and listening to the to the podcast every week. And we look forward to uh, recording the next one for you guys. And we'll see you then. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.